You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Friday, May the 13th. Spooky Friday, May the 13th. Happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You made it to Friday. I don't know what your week's been like, but whatever it's been like, you've made it to Friday. Thanks for tuning in and making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day, Monday to Friday. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show, repping some Mizzou today. For those of you who are watching on the podcasting platform, or the YouTube platform, rather, um, I'm graduating this weekend, so figured I'd wear, uh, represent a little bit of Mizzou today, um, so I would recommend listening to Locked On Mizzou as well. A little bit of a unplanned promotion there, but John Miller does a great job over there at Locked On Mizzou. So let's get into some Cardinal baseball today because it's a big series with the San Francisco Giants. I say big because it's a playoff team, um, or at least one that, that has playoff aspirations, right? Um, playoff aspirations, so therefore it's going to be a tough series, and the pitching that has lined up for this series is pretty darn good on both sides, but especially on the Giants' sides. Um, a couple of names that we saw last weekend between the Giants and the Cardinals, and a new one, but one that the the pedigree is very good, and he's having a really good season. We'll talk about all that, but I want to talk about why this series is different, or at least in my opinion, feels different than the last time these two teams met, because the last time these two teams met was, was just a week ago. Less than that. They played each other on Sunday. For those of you who, who forgot, because if you forgot, now you know, um, that these two teams played each other on Sunday. There was a split. Um, the Cardinals won the first two. Giants won the second two. So it was a series that, that the Cardinals went into it with, with a little bit of momentum, with a little bit of hope, and they played really well for the first two games. Giants were still in a postseason spot at the time, according to the uh, the, the standings. And now we, we saw the Giants struggle a little bit in the Cardinals series, losing the first two, but then winning the second two. So a little bit of, of a rebound for the Giants. But you look at the standings now, the Giants find themselves two games plus on the wild card, so that's good. But a game and a half out of first place, just a half a game between them and the, and the Padres. They're 5-5, five and five, but they've won their last five games. They're, they're on a five-game winning streak, so they're not on a skid as they were the last time they played the Cardinals. Because the last time they played the Cardinals, they were they were on a little bit of a skid. They had lost two in a row to the Dodgers, didn't really know what they were going to do. But now they're coming in with, with a lot of momentum, and the Cardinals are really struggling, especially offensively speaking. Losing two out of three to Baltimore at home, these are just two different series. The Cardinals and Giants are in two different spots. Struggled to get that out, so I apologize for that. But... The point remains is that these two teams are in two different spots from the last weekend to this weekend. And this is a, going to be a more difficult series this weekend, in my opinion, than last weekend's series was. Even though last weekend was on the road in San Francisco, I think this weekend's going to be more difficult. And I think that because of the, the two different spots that I've already talked about, right, of the, the spots that these two teams are in. But I also think with, with just the way the pitching lines up this weekend, it's going to be a much more difficult series for the Cardinals because you're facing... At minimum, by the numbers, three aces. Logan Webb's had a bit of a rocky start to his season, but he, he can turn it on. He, he's had some really good starts in his past. Um, he got a really good changeup. Jacob Junis is solid, and Carlos Rodon is that third starter. Just with the way the pitching itself lines up this weekend, I really do think this is going to be 
a difficult, a more difficult series than it was for the Cardinals last weekend. Just because of that. They are, th- th- this offense is already in a rough enough spot as it is. This offense already is struggling enough as it is. And now you've got to go up against the Giants that have three, like I mentioned, studs coming at you. And the Cardinals have some decent pitching lined up. They've got Hicks. You know, I'm impressed. I'm excited about him. You've got Hudson. Okay, a little bit uneasy there. And then likely Wainwright. It's TBD right now, but it could be Wainwright by the time this thing gets posted a little bit later this morning on this Friday morning. But the pitching probably in this series leans towards the Giants, in my opinion. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weekend that is heavy pitching for the San Francisco Giants. So this weekend is going to be more difficult for the Cardinals to win. Let me know what you think. Comment on the YouTube comment section below. But I really want to just hit on more the, the, the offensive struggles. This is a bad time for the offense to go cold. And I know that they scored you know, a handful of runs here and there throughout the last couple of weeks. They've had their, their explosions. They have the capability of exploding. They even hit around Logan Webb in the last weekend start. And I'll talk about that uh, coming up here in a little bit. So they have the capability. I'm not saying this weekend is a, is a loss and you can expect the Cardinals to lose two out of three. I'm not saying that. But this offense is struggling. There's no question about that. And you're going to face three... Not maybe not top tier, but upper echelon type arms in Logan Webb, Jacob Junis, and Carlos Rodon. This especially the first and third pitchers. No, no debating that. So if I'm the Giants right now, especially coming in five games in a row, winning five games in a row, I'm feeling pretty good. You want to try and get some revenge. The Cardinals came in and, and split the series at home last weekend. Maybe you, you know you think you could have done better. Now you you are playing better, so you have the capability, the the opportunity to. to Give it back to the Cardinals at home or at, at their place, at the Cardinals' place at Bush. So I think the Giants are going to come out swinging. I think the Giants are going to come out with a lot of energy this weekend. And the Cardinals are going to need to match it, especially offensively. It's going to be a tough time to break out of the slump they're in, to find some consistency this weekend. It's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. But it's going to be something they're they're, they're going to have to try and muster some runs this weekend to keep pace with the Giants and to try and try and find a way to win this series. Because I just don't think that this weekend is, is all that positive outlook right now, at least in my opinion, for the St. Louis Cardinals' perspective. I don't. I think that there's, there's some concern. I've talked about it. Let me know what you think. Comment in the YouTube comment section below. DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. DM the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. So with, with the general theme of worry already discussed. Let's go ahead and get into specific probables because probables are already announced for this weekend except for one game and I already talked about that, that it will likely be Wainwright on Sunday. So we're going to get into probables and kind of break it down. Uh, The old Ken Murphy says, uh, break it down from a fundamental standpoint. So we'll do that coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the entire business and that is a Built Bar. But I want to tell you specifically today about Built Bar Birthday Cake Puffs. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret as well because that's what friends do, right? A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar is a puff. These birthday cake things are incredible. They're covered 100% in real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs 
Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and put it with 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. What more could you ask for? With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day. All Built Bar Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. That's kind of a crazy concept. They are made with, with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com for more information and get your birthday cake puffs now. And please, when you do, enter the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. is the first pitch tonight between the Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals' Logan Webb versus Jordan Hicks. As you remember, Logan Webb did face the St. Louis Cardinals last weekend, and his line in that start was five innings, eight hits, four earned, two walks. He did punch out seven. He was credited with the win, as that was the day Steven Matz got lit up for eight runs against the Giants, and the Giants won 13-7. So Logan Webb is going to look to improve upon that start. There's no question about it. And before that, he'd had a couple of decent starts. Decent. He gives up plenty of hits. Against the Nationals in his start before the Cardinals start, he went six innings, gave up 11 hits, three errand to walk, and three punch outs. Against the Nationals, the start prior to that, he went six and two-thirds, gave up seven hits, three earned, a walk, and six punch outs. He gives up his fair share of hits. And the Cardinals did that in the first couple of innings. They weren't hitting home runs off of him. But they were getting base hits. In fact, they weren't even getting extra base hits. The only extra base hits the Cardinals had that game were Paul Goldschmidt and Dylan Carlson. Goldschmidt with a double, Carlson with a home run. But neither one of them were hit off of Logan Webb. Logan Webb gave up eight singles. So he'll be looking to duplicate at least some of that success today against the St. Louis Cardinals in his second start in a matter of a week against them. I think that... I will talk a little bit about a positive note right now in terms of that. When you see a pitcher more than, than once, when you start to get to see him multiple times, the advantage starts to tip towards the batter. Because you get a little bit more familiar with him, you get some repetition with him. So I think that that is something that the Cardinals can take into account, that you're going to see him again. you got some repetition, you've got some background. It's not just film you're going off of. You can go off of real, real experience. According to MLB.com, Nolan Arenado is 3 out of 10 with an RBI against Webb. Bader's 2 out of 2. Dylan Carlson's 0 out of 5. And Pujols is 0 out of 4. Although this is not a complete list because obviously Goldschmidt, Edmund got at-bats as well as O'Neill against Webb on that day. And they're not on that list yet. So, But there is success. I talked about the line that we, we all watched the game on last Saturday. or At least I hope you did. But if not, there was success. Molina got his 1,000th RBI in that game. There, there was success at least a minimal amount of success against Logan Webb, it just wasn't backed up by good pitching. It was backed up by really, 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 really bad pitching by Steven Matz. Hopefully tonight, Jordan Hicks, who gets the ball for the St. Louis Cardinals, can back it up with good pitching. Jordan Hicks continues just to get better and better each and every start and goes a little bit longer each and every start as well. Jordan Hicks, in his last start, it was against the... You guessed it. San Francisco Giants, he went a season-long four and a third innings. He gave up three hits, two earned runs. He did walk two and struck out five. The concerning note for me right now with Jordan Hicks, outside of the 
the length that he's able to stay on the mound, which isn't a huge concern because he's getting back up there, is the walks. He walked two and two innings against the Mets. He walked two and two innings against the Diamondbacks and two and two innings, or two and four and third innings, rather, against the Giants. It was two and three and a third against the Diamondbacks. But he's got 10 walks and just 16 and two thirds of an innings pitched. Doesn't give up a ton of hits. So his whip is still pretty low at 1.20. But the walks, that, that that's what's concerning to me at this point, at this juncture for Jordan Hicks. To me, we're, I think we're starting to get to the point where Jordan Hicks' stuff looks really good. And you can start to find some, some positives in the stuff out of Jordan Hicks. Now it's time to start to see the length. Because if you remember, when I first started talking about my expectations for Hicks as a starter, it wasn't necessarily for him to go four, five, six innings. Yeah, I, I would have liked that. I talked about that as a part of it. But the main part was what is what is his stuff going to play out over a turn or two through the rotation? How's his slider going to hold up? How's his fastball velocity going to hold up? The movement on that thing. What's his changeup going to look like? We're starting to see that, and we, we have seen, at least I've seen in my opinion, that his stuff plays as a starter. Yeah, we have not seen the length yet. I understand that. He's thrown 281 pitches this season. Let's have him throw a few more before we start judging him on the length that he's able to stay out there on the mound. We knew that this was not going to be a snap your fingers, he's a starter, going to go six innings process. I think today, the pitch count should be lifted, I would hope. But, I mean, you look over his game logs, and you, you see the innings just continue to continue to get longer. Really, they either stay the same, with, with, with the exception of one start, they either stay the same or go up. They were two innings in his first two appearances in Kansas City against Milwaukee, three innings in a start against Miami, down to two against the Mets, and then three and a third in Arizona, four and a third in San Francisco. Track record would show you that he's going to go five and a third tonight. So I think a win tonight for Jordan Hicks. Outside of the, the stat book and outside of the line, whatever that shows, I think a win tonight would be Jordan Hicks going five innings. And as a number five starter, which is what Jordan Hicks slotted out to be, that's not a terrible thing. It is simply not. I would be okay with Jordan Hicks giving the Cardinals five innings tonight. They're going to have to find a way offensively to get to Webb like they did last game, which is not an easy feat. But Jordan Hicks is going to have to back up his team. At home, Friday night, hopefully it's a good crowd on hand, supposed to be decent weather, I think. I know it's supposed to storm a little bit here in Columbia tonight, but we'll see what what Hicks is able to do. I know I say that a lot, but I'm I'm excited for Jordan Hicks. I think that he should be able to go five innings tonight. If his stuff is the way it's supposed, to, if his stuff behaves the way it's supposed to, I think five innings is a very good expectation for Jordan Hicks tonight. I do. Let me know again what you think. I always look forward to reading the comment section in the um, in the YouTube comment section. So let me know what you think about Jordan Hicks tonight. Because tomorrow it's an afternoon game. We got, we got two night games this series, so tomorrow's afternoon game is is out of the ordinary for for, for this weekend. Uh, to 115 first pitch. And it'll be Dakota Hudson getting the ball for the St. Louis Cardinals. And it'll be Jacob Junis getting the ball for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Dakota Hudson, plain and simple. I'll start with Hudson this time. I'll stay. I'll keep it Cardinals. Dakota Hudson needs to find it. I'm high on Hudson. I've been 
positive on Hudson. I've been excited about what Dakota Hudson can do. It's time for him to straight up find it. He had the six innings to shut out baseball against Arizona. That's great. Six innings, three earned against the Kansas City Royals. He did walk two, gave up nine hits. It's going to happen with a sinker baller. I've talked about that a lot. His point still stands. And then against the Giants in his last start, four and two-thirds, five hits, three earned. And you know what the kicker is? Four walks. When he walks batters, he is not successful. He's got 15 walks and 30 and a third innings pitched this year. When he walks batters, he just simply is not effective. Some guys have the stuff to get around it. I just don't think Dakota Hudson has the ability to do that with his stuff. I think that he needs to be able to get outs on the ground efficiently and not walk batters. Hopefully, he's able to take the lessons from his time in San Francisco, that those lessons, and turn them into a positive. Although, like I mentioned, seeing a guy the second time around um, usually benefits the offense. And he's facing a familiar foe, not only in the Giants, but on the 8th of May, Dakota Hudson pitched against Jacob Junis. Junis on the year is having a really good year in three games, one start. He's got five innings in his last start, three hits, two earned, two walks. That was against the St. Louis Cardinals. That was his first start of the season. But in his other two appearances, he also went five innings. Five innings on the 22nd of April against Washington. Five innings on the 27th of April against Oakland. And as I mentioned, five innings against the St. Louis Cardinals as well. So for me, the key is Dakota Hudson not walking batters. He tends to be better at home. But the key for Dakota Hudson is not walking batters and keeping the ball in the ballpark. It's not easy to do in San Francisco, or it's easier to do in San Francisco. Still got to find a way to do it here in St. Louis. Dakota Hudson was not tagged with a loss because he was able to, the Cardinals were able to tie it before he left, and Hennessy Cabrera ended up getting tagged with a loss that game. But even in that game, Dakota Hudson gave up a home run. Gave up the home run to, um, to Wade, Lamont Wade Jr. We'll see what Hudson's able to do. I'm really high on Hudson. I think that he's been better than people give him credit for. But it's time to, to just put it all together for one start. And does that fix his season? Does that make him the ace? Does that make him? No. I understand that. I comprehend that. I got that. But he can silence a lot of doubters with a good start tonight against the San Francisco Giants. Or tomorrow afternoon, excuse me. Against the Giants. If he's able to put some things together. Go six innings. Five, six, seven. That'd be so crazy. Seven. Five, six, seven innings, walk two or less, not give up 10 hits, not give up a home run, and give his team a chance to win. Because those who have listened or have watched for a while this show, you guys know, that's my biggest thing from a starting pitcher. Keep your team in the game and give them a chance to win. That, that That's how that's the mark of a good pitcher, especially when they're able to do that with their not A-plus stuff. And you know who's really good at that, traditionally speaking? Adam Wainwright, he will likely, it's TBD right now, but Wainwright will likely get the ball on Sunday night baseball on Sunday night against the San Francisco Giants. We're going to talk about that game as well as the extremely difficult task the Cardinals offense has on Sunday night coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know that our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sport info. There's no other place to go. You can find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year NFL futures. 
The NFL schedule was released, so NFL futures are hot right now. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information, whether it's live betting, playoffs, esports, so much more, whatever you can think about, BetOnline has it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Going to be a tall task, like I said, uh, last segment for the Cardinal offense tonight. But before I do tell you that, I want to tell you about Locked On Now. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Make your next listen. Make it Locked On Now. They have recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. No other network, guys. Locked On does it like nobody else. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Just like this podcast. Free and available on YouTube, on on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, on Stitcher, on Megaphone, wherever you want it, Locked On is there. So on Sunday, the Cardinals will be facing, on they got, they got the Sunday night, as John Rooney likes to say, Sunday night baseball game of the world on uh, 6.08 Central Time, first pitch on Sunday. Again, right now it's listed as TBD, but for the Cardinals and for the Giants, it's Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon is somebody that, that got paid this offseason. He was with the White Sox for a long time. He had a gutsy performance in last season's October, especially in the AL. I want to say, yeah, it was DS because they didn't advance to the CS. He's got an electric fastball, electric stuff, and he has put it all together this season through his first six starts. He's 4-1, got a 1.8 ERA, 35 innings pitch, 53 punchouts, and his whip is 0.91. Early season Cy Young favorite, or at least at least in the conversation. Cardinals got lucky, and even in a four-game set, they missed out on facing good old Carlos Rodon in, a, in, a, in the last weekend series. But let's just take a look at his last three stars and tell you how dominant he's been. Against the Oakland Athletics on the 26th of April, six innings, three hits, and earned a run, two walks, nine punch-outs. Against the formidable Dodger lineup on the 3rd of May, six innings, three hits, two earned, two walks, and three punch-outs. And then against the Colorado Rockies, Six innings, six hits, two earned, two walks, 12 punch-outs. If I were a betting man and I was going on betting line, I would probably take Carlos Rodon six innings. If I don't know if that's a line or not, but I would say Carlos Rodon going six innings tonight is a pretty good bet considering his, his, his past as well as the Cardinal offense. This is going to be the toughest game in my opinion. Because even the other two that, that are difficult, that, that, that is a... It, it, they, are, they do have pitchers that, that can baffle the Cardinals. They had success against Webb. They had some moderate success against Junis. Moderate, right? But Carlos Rodon is a different animal. He's a lefty, which Cardinals will tend to hit better. So that's a positive for St. Louis. Albert's probably going to start on Sunday night against the lefty. So they do hit lefties extremely well. So that's a positive going for them. But Carlos Rodon is not your average of the mill. Just run him out there, left-handed pitcher. Like I said, he's in the conversation early for the Cy Young, in my opinion. I don't think it's close. Not that he's like the guy, but he's in the conversation, and he's got to be. And the Cardinals are sending out Adam Wainwright, likely. I hope it's Adam Wainwright. He's been cleared. He was on the bullpen the other, uh, yesterday. All signs are pointing to him starting on Sunday. And when I think of Sunday night baseball and Adam Wainwright, I think of a start he had against the Dodgers a few years ago. I think he struck out like 11, went six or seven innings or something like that. It was a close game, struck out. Puig or somebody late in the game. I just got a gut feeling. Again, those of you who listen to a long time know, and if not, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't tend to bet against Adam Wainwright. I still don't, despite his slow start. I really don't bet 
against Adam Wainwright when he's at home. And I'm really not going to bet against Adam Wainwright when he's at home when the spotlight is on him. Sunday Night Baseball, a lot of eyes on this one on ESPN. It's going to be... Runs, excuse me, are going to be scarce on Sunday. That's my bold prediction. They're going to be scarce for the Cardinals regardless. But if Wainwright gets the ball for the Cardinals, runs could be scarce for both teams. And I know Wainwright's ever had a sloppy start to his year. He's like, I get that. I acknowledge that. But I'm not betting against Wayno at home. Not doing it. I could lose, you know, I could lose. I understand that. But I think Wayne Knight's too good at home, and the stage is going to be too high for him to, to fail at the level that he's failed at this year. I think he'll be ready. So all that to be said, this is a tough series for the St. Louis Cardinals, as I've talked about all show. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals lose two out of three. Baseball is so, such a weird, wonky sport to predict. But the Cardinals are going to have to find it out offensively. Going to have to find out what they're made of, offensively speaking. They proved last week, and then they had at least the capability to compete with the big dogs to compete with the teams that are vying for postseason spots. Now it's time to prove they can do that while they're struggling offensively that they can kick it in a high gear where they need to. So that'll do it for me on today's show. Once again, graduating this weekend, so we'll, I might not be super active on the Twitter. I graduated at 8.30 on Saturday morning. So I'll have to be up bright and early tomorrow. So, But nevertheless, I will still be active in watching games. Um, but regardless, I will be back on Monday recapping this series, talking about what went wrong and what went right for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, be sure to listen to Locked on MLB right after this. But until I talk to you guys on Monday, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.